Welcome to the Keylock Podcast. I'm Joe Major. With me, as always, is Johnny Hodson and Aaron Keylock. How are we all doing, boys? Hi, man. Not so bad. Not so bad. Um, summer's out today, man, and I, I forgot kind of what that's like. It's about as hot as you like it today, wasn't it? Yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went oh. out. In, uh, yeah, I went, I went out. Um, I, had like a, I had a jumper and a shirt on over it. Perfect. Perfect. Mental. Absolutely mental. <laughs> What's you been up to this week then? Oh, what have I been up to this week? This week? Probably the same as like the last 50 odd weeks, if I'm honest. Um, just, just like, you know, discovering new podcasts, listening to bits and bobs of music, pottering around the house, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I, it just all blends into one day, doesn't it? Yeah. This last year. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Just trying to find anything to keep uh, another minute busy, really. Yeah. Um. Which it turns into random, random tasks. Yeah, I, you know what? I haven't done bad. Like I, I have got, you know, I've run a small business, etc. So from that perspective, it's been good. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've, I've busied myself. I've, I've managed to get quite a lot done. Um, mm. but the, the, it does feel like a kind of point where I'm like, wow, this is all kind of pointless if I'm not playing music. Like this is, this is great. I enjoy it, but it's all just a little bit kind of, if I can't go on um, play. Every Smoke played their first ever, well, first non-socially distanced gig last night. Really? That's mental. Even America ahead of us. Fuck. Yeah. So I'm not sure if America are ahead of us. I think they're just giving up on um it depends on each know. state isn't it it's all run differently yeah, yeah. Like, i think california's still pretty much locked down um but they played florida which wasn't but then it's still odd because then the numbers are, like the same which oh, is it's... mental that is mad oh i tell you what um i've literally just just come away from having this on in the background did you know that um america has tried to make peep show twice. I did see that. Tried to do like a, an American version of peep show twice, which doesn't work, does it? If you look at like American comedy, but then the American Shameless wasn't meant to work. Yeah, yeah. Like the the offer was alright. Oddly, worked. Yeah, it was alright. They changed the character, didn't they? Like they changed, like Michael Scott and David Brent are totally different. Like you, you like Michael Scott, you know what I mean? Like you, you can see yeah. there's good in him trying. He's just he just fails and he tries. Whereas yeah. David Brent's a bit of a dickhead. Um, but yeah, so it's um, you know you kind of you're working away and you just stick something on YouTube in the background. Yeah, uh, kind of like networking. Yeah, like the, this this guy had um, like the there's the entire first in 2005 they did one with um. You know the guy from Big Bang Theory, the little main character fella. Howard. No, no, no. The like the thicker set guy. Oh, Leonard. But Leonard, yeah, yeah. He played Mark, or like the Mark character in the pilot. And um, I hate Big Bang Theory. And yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not That's a fan. Cool. It doesn't do anything for me. Like it's like, hey, look how clever we all are, and oh, how awful these situations are. Seen it before, you know what I mean? It's like it's the it's that kind of stereotypical. Although Joe, as you said in a previous podcast, another American sitcom that has the one Jewish character. Yeah, very true. Yeah, <laughs> that we never we we yes, very odd. But yeah, that we don't seem to do. Yeah, it's weird, doesn't it? Friends didn't have it, did they? Yeah. Did they? Monica, Ross. Are they? I don't realize. I'm the holiday armadillo. What are you doing here, Santa? Oh yeah, I didn't. I forgot about that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Fraser as well. Freddie is Jewish. <laughs> There's pretty much a Jewish character in every single like American TV show I can think of. Like, it's funny, isn't it? That uh, that's yeah. like a kind of plot point. Um. Mm. That's it, got to be a cultural difference. But the, the thing I thought about Peep Show is, like, if you look at American 
comedy in general, the characters are winners. They're successful guys who are out to get something. You know what I mean? There's not many kind of downtrodden losers, which is essentially what the two peep show characters are. Like Mark is this just kind of stuffy owl git who's like 31 going on 61. And then you've got the guy who's 31 going on 13 in Jericho. And that as a kind of doesn't doesn't work in the States, does it? It's like because they're all kind of these yay characters in big apartments. And yeah, we don't really have proper jobs, but look at the size of my apartments. It's much more expensive than I could afford in real life. And that's like like the first pilot just immediately fell down on that. Yeah. Uh, it was it's interesting though. I didn't like, I just can't see that working as uh, I'd, I'd give it a go if it came out. I'd no, definitely try it. Terrible. It's terrible. They also tried to do the IT crowd in the States with pretty yes. much the same cast, except um, it's Jeff from Community. Um, I didn't realise it was the same cast. Pretty much. I, um, Moss is in it, like uh, Richard Ayoade. Um, I think Catherine Parkinson might be in it as well. But, um, no yeah, Fielding. You'd have to keep no Fielding. I don't, I don't know if they got that far into it, because oh, uh, right. I think Noel came in like second season, didn't he? Yeah. With, uh... It's weird, isn't it? Like, the... the, the... I think that that era of like IT crowds, peep show, that kind of era's got some gems, man. Like some absolute gems of. It's falling apart now. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. I don't think. I've, oh, I don't know. Obviously, you you've seen this country, haven't you? Oh, that's fantastic. It reminds me of like round by yours. Because it is round by mine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is genius, man. It's so clever. Because. It's a sense like they don't do anything. Nothing happens at all. But they both wrote it, didn't they? They lived around here and they they wrote it and saw the script. So, so yeah, it's it's very. It's just very funny because it, it's one of those things where nothing really happens, but it's very watchable. Mm. I dig that kind of telly. <laughs> Lazy. No, it's not though. It's it's. <laughs> How like to keep oh, someone? It it's very clever. It's entertained by not fucking doing anything. <laughs> like it's yeah. essentially what we do on stage. <laughs> so um, today I watched another one of Damien Keys's videos where he was um, talking about uh, apparently Spotify did like a some kind of live stream event thing the other day. Um, talking about their plans for, like, this year. Right. Some pretty strange stuff in there. Um, basically, um, Damien Keyes uh, called it um, Daniel X Dick Swinging Contest. <laughs> um, it was basically him just kind of going, look, I own you. Like, let, let's let's be real here. Like, I own streaming. I own audio online. Um, so... They're planning on doing a Spotify hi-fi thing where it'll just be higher quality audio, which is, that's always a good thing. But I think that might be either added to premium or it might be an even Pre more premium subscription. Um, yeah, well, but then the, the weirdest thing was they've decided to add Spotify stories. Oh, no. Not everything needs... No stories like it became a meme like last year that like you know it was like Microsoft Word is adding stories and it was like you know <laughs> all these stupid things that don't need stories having stories Spotify is the prime example like I think he's trying to make it into more of a social media yeah it doesn't need to be it just needs to be good at what it does you know yeah did you also see with um artists how he said um if you're willing to take less of a um, royalty cut, he'll promote music more and add it to more playlists. Yeah, that is the other thing, is um, they're starting to advertise... Yeah. Your, you, can, you can start to advertise your music on Spotify by taking a royalty cut, so it's like... To be fair, you're already on half of less than a penny. You may as well do it. Yeah, yeah. Someone take it to shows. But the problem <laughs> is, is it could end up as the, the kind of Facebook situation where it started out as you could get a natural reach to people if people liked and commented and shared yeah, exactly. your stuff 
um but now you just don't have organic reach on on facebook anymore because you have to pay for ads because that's what they want you to do so there's a chance that spotify could end up being exactly the same way you're not discovered unless you're paying to be discovered um uh, you know funny when, just when you said these like announced a load of things i nearly said oh so what we're now going to pay to be on spotify as like a joke and now it clearly states that that's much where is. it's going yeah it's yeah. going to into that yeah, yeah. I don't know. Spotty that book. hasn't started yet, has it? Ha- like, is that still just an idea? The- I think it's something that's going to be implemented. Um, yeah. I don't know how that works as far as because you get adverts when you're on the free Spotify service, but you don't get adverts, or you don't premium. get like you know interruptive adverts when you're on premium. So I don't understand how they're going to integrate these ads in a way that is meaningful. You know, like. Is it ad as an actual ad, or is it just going to be like, "Hey, you listen to Blackberry Smoke, so you should like Keylock." You know what I mean? And then like they add it to more playlists, so like you know, you all of a sudden start. I guess that is how it's going to work. But the thing is, they already kind of have that system in place, but it's just sort of algorithmically decided um, rather than um, you know you paying to to have that done. So yeah. But the good news is that they're expanding to a bunch of new territories, which I think equates to like one billion new people that could be listening to right. Spotify. Where? So, um, there's a lot of places in Africa. Greenland. Um, yeah. Um, places in Asia. They've got Korea. Um, I think there's some places in Europe that didn't have it that will have it. So That's good. Yeah. Do, do we know what the problem is? is it does surely. Huh? What was that? Japan surely has Spotify, doesn't it? Japan does, yeah. If it didn't, it probably will do. Um, I'd imagine Japan. This, oh, this, no, yeah. It does because I've Japan's I've seen so it hit with new, like with new bands. It must do. I've seen it on our. You know, you you get your statistics of where people they're have been so, listening. They're so into new bands, aren't they over there? It's like. Mm. Yeah, that's one of those places on on my kind of lists of places to play. I just think you'd, you'd have a ball in Japan. Yeah. It just look like a great place to tour. Yeah, and absolutely. Everything would be so different. It'd be mental. That's the thing, though. It's like already the culture over there is so different to us. Like they have um, what's called idol bands, um, where bands they'll have like twenty members and they have residencies and theaters over there. Um, which is just something that we've we've never had anything like, no. you know. Um, no. And they and you know they sell out night after night after night, and they're pretty much like own these theaters, and and they just have their show running in them. I think it might kind of rotate who is still you know, on comes what? out and yeah, who who sings and stuff because there's so many members. But um, it it is strange that like Western music still. Has yeah. an impact over there, considering that their their culture is um, so different from ours. Yeah, musically especially. Yeah, like if you look at a lot of those bands from the like the seventies, eighties, early nineties, like one of those things was like one of the things was going to Japan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Queen did it famously. Made in like, Japan, uh, Deep Purple. Zeppelin, Deep Purple by Company, The Who. You know, like, it was one of those things of going and playing in Japan. And it kind of sticks out in my head as one of those things that you'd kind of have to do. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm-hmm, I have to go yeah. to be part of that kind of crowd that did it. Plus, I actually know a chorus of a song in Jap Queen did a song called Teo Toriate, which means let <laughs> together. And they translated the lyrics and sing one of the choruses in Japanese. And I was fascinated when I was young. So I thought, we should we should do that. I tell you though, Johnny, you're, you're going to be in charge of directions then because. There's no guessing with the with where you're going, is it, with the language? Like, what you mean on the road and stuff? Everywhere, just finding a shop. <laughs> you know, like, like in Germany yeah. and stuff, you can sort of go make out police and toilet and you know. Germany. Anywhere, <laughs> you know. Make a better example. <laughs> everywhere, sort of polizia, isn't it, or Pelez or something? You know what I mean? But like there, it's going to be like, I need to get to. Um, there. 
the mm. only thing you can do is just like hope that there's a gold notches somewhere and like, right yeah. we know where Mackey's is yeah. that's well, that fine is, we, yeah. we can at least yeah. eat because the thing is it's like you can like it's not I always think is like if I go somewhere I always like to try and do a bit of research before I learn basics um because everywhere except Paris really appreciates it Paris do not but anyway um, <laughs> They haven't got the time to sit and wait for somebody to go, uh, uh, bonjour. Um, <laughs> but there's no... Is it, is it Michael Caine's book about that? Sorry. Uh, he, he, he said, like, he'd spent ages, like, on the boat, like, reading, like, basic French. And he said, like, he sat down in a in a cafe and wanted to order a lemonade. And so the waiter came over and said, oh, you know, a, a citron presse. And then apparently the waiter in a very exaggerated accent in English asked him why he ordered a squashed car to drink yeah. and he was like oh, yeah I'll just have a coffee <laughs> time for that in Paris um, yeah. Yeah. very fast paced but um, there's no uh, there's no break breaking the basics with Japanese or anything is there like I just sing oh I know I know Konnichiwa after seeing so many gigs Konnichiwa Tokyo yeah mm-hmm. And then just, you never see anyone with shit handwriting, do you, with Japanese? There's no shit fucking... No. It all looks perfect. No. Well, how do you know? Come it's on, you've never seen... Like, imagine me doing the Japanese symbols. You don't see that. Like, you don't know. You've got no frame of preference. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you don't know what's scruffy and what isn't. Well, I guess. In, it could be dreadful, you know what I mean? But it's, or equally, it could be phenomenal. How would you know? They all look neat, let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all looks really well presented. Because that was how um, the whole kawaii thing came about, was um, it was girls writing differently. Um, and so they would, they would, you know, do different things with, with their writing that made it seem cute, and that was how that entire, like, culture w- was born. We're using the word culture yeah. a lot, even though it's just, you know, it's just yeah. the way people... <laughs> I watched yeah. um, I watched like a little YouTube series about Japanese hotels and that you can just get like pot like it's like a fucking great big Pringles tube that you just get into to sleep and it just looks great, man. Um, yeah, and a shit ton of gear. Hi, <laughs> buy ten pods. It's all right. <laughs> Have you seen um, Travel Man by Richard Ayoade? No, it's where like no. I mean, it sort of seems like he just did it against his will. Like every single episode is like, I don't want to be here. Like I've had to travel for however long to get here. But um, it basically just takes him and a celebrity, and they go to various cities and talk about like the kind of tourist destinations there. Um, but they did a great episode in Japan with John Hamm, the American actor. Um, but like it's one of these weird things because like Richard Iwadi's sense of humor is very individual you know um but john ham just gets it instantly and like just really gels with him like for an american um who probably doesn't have a clue who he is um no that that episode was great yeah he said oh some british guy wants to be on his television show and he was like devastated when it wasn't Stephen fry (laughs) (laughs) or john lennon I couldn't believe it when I went to the States um, how kind of little knowledge the average person has of the outside world. It's probably the same here. You know, yeah. It probably is the same here. Um, but like, I went to a corner shop and uh, the guy was like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Liverpool, England. And he was like, that's in Paris, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's yeah. interesting take on that. <laughs> There's some like bizarre statistic that like 80% of Americans haven't left their own state yeah. And then a further percentage of that of the, that have left their state haven't left America, you know. Um, and then you yeah. think how much bigger a state is even than the whole of the United Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. You've got everything in one state. Like even think like Los Angeles is a city. You can go snowboarding in the morning, and then you can be surfing in the afternoon. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I mean, there's yeah. pretty much no nowhere in the UK that you can drive for five hours from without getting wet. Whereas you can drive for five hours in America and not <laughs> yeah. leave your own state. You know. Yeah. I couldn't believe when I was flying over America. Like I, I must look like like a kid. I was just like glued to the window, just like there's been nothing for two hours. Yeah. Nothing. No, no roads. Nothing. Like 
how is how is that? Like you could you could fly England twice in two hours. Yeah, it's mental. Bizarre. Yeah. Right then, boys. Um, I think it's about time we got into some album club. Um, yeah, so Album Club is a book club, but for albums. Um, like last week, it... You what? Like a book oh, club. Oh, right, yeah, you've got books. For albums. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah, last week uh, it was Johnny's pick for, for the album, and you chose um, Bad Company's Straight Shooter. Um, so, yeah, we'll get we'll get straight into it. Um, is this everyone's first time listening to the album in full? Straight. No. Yes, it is. Right, yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely heard all of them before. I don't know if I've ever stuck it on, you know, all the way through. I think probably the same with me, yeah. How Um, I get into bands is like, uh, I force myself to listen to everything all the way, as many albums I can. Unless you get to like Bob Dylan, where he's released like six albums a year, then you go, well, maybe not. But um, yeah. Bands like Bad Company, where there's like what four or five albums, and yeah, yeah. Um, general likes and dislikes. Uh, I like the production. Yeah, there big was, time. It's. I think it. Um, I don't know whether it was. Good love and gone bad, or there, there was one of the songs where I think it because it's the remastered version that I've been listening to. There was like a, a weird like. Um, effect on one of the guitar solos that I didn't feel like was in. Some of the guitar effects did annoy me, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah possibly. I know they, they toyed around with that quite a lot, because that was when it was first starting to happen, like in, in on a different album. I can't remember which album now. But this um, rock and roll fantasy has like these very early 80s sounding like doo 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 kind of bits in it. And it's like did you guys literally just find that you could do that and just go, hey, let's put that in here? Like, that fits in, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, but at the start of shooting star, there's a there's a lovely little hiss yeah. in the background and it just, you know, you just go, oh, it's so real. You know, like it's so mm. kind of alive. Um, I think the as a, as, a, as a dislike, I feel like because of the nature of... Uh, the, the 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 band uh what was the manager called peter grant peter grant had this thing where it was like um nobody apart from the band gets involved in the creative process at all um so there's certain certain songs that are just kind of go that sounds exactly like what it is you guys wrote it on the road demoed it and then played it in the studio do you know what i mean it doesn't seem to have been like a proper critical process with some of it Mm. Uh, stuff like Call On Me and Anna a little bit like we're just like there's just bits of it that I kind of go I think you've said that yeah Yeah. it wasn't wasn't a standout I think Side A is possibly one of the greatest Side A's in rock and roll (laughs) Um, killer in it doesn't get get much better Um, than, and than those side A on shooting star as well. I think is a is a moment of inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll get on to uh, favorite tracks. Uh, I really, really dig deal with the preacher. I just think that intro, bass drum snare, it's just like it instantly kind of. You've got me. Like, I, like you t- tell me the tell me the story. I'll I'll listen to it all. You know, um, I like the 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 halftime pre-chorus as well. I think that's very cool. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I think for me, because like you've got good love and gone bad. Feel like making love and shooting star that are all you know some of the biggest tracks they ever did. Um. So it's difficult to to pick them because they're, they're so you know. Yeah, not underrated, not overrated. They're just highly rated. Yeah. Um, so it's weep no more and deal with the preacher that I think are like yeah. the two tracks on there that are very underrated in comparison to the um, to the bigger ones. That. Yeah, wildfire woman is is like a kind of secret favorite on there. Is I just like I like the the kind of the amble of the. Yeah, I like that song. Mm. 
just kind of dead relaxed. And then when it gets to the chorus, it's like, wildfire shooting through my veins. Like you just hear him reaching for it, man. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, least favorite track? Call on me. Doesn't it go I anywhere? Think, yeah, I, I quite like the back end of the song. Like the, the solo is quite nice. For me, it's the first half where the song itself just isn't anything, you know. Mm. Yeah, there's a there's a bit in in that where I think he's he's is it that one or is it might be I can't remember which one it was. He's he's singing about I found a simple woman. And I just like and it just a, a, that line just repeats itself, and I just kind of go, "Where are you going here, fellas?" Like <laughs> it, it's been like it was that literally the first lyric that kind of popped up. Is it like? So yeah. I just didn't didn't spark me to get like I think it should for me when you listen to a great album like it, it you go oh I need to go and do that now and when I was listening to like deal with the preacher and stuff I was like oh, I want to go and play and then it okay like I found a simple woman it's like <laughs> yeah yeah I think that that's exactly what you say is though Johnny it's like it's that song that was written out on the road. Um, yeah, you know, not really. Much. Yeah, absolutely. You've got, um, to, you've got to stay down back, in it? Like, oh, okay. Everything you do is like a Mona Lisa, so it's hard to stand back and. Um, yeah, let someone else come and draw a penis on it in your eyes. You know. <laughs> I think as well, like when you've got a track like "Shooting Star" that's over six minutes long, but it's like every single note on that is so well place and um, you know it's it's six minutes of very well curated music whereas call on me is just like they're just not. playing for six minutes they're yeah. not like there's what no is purpose it? Ten, to it yeah. ten track album uh, eight. eight tracks i think yeah eight, yeah i think um there's i think it's be- like as a as a full mm-hmm. album it's almost better contextually when you you know the story of it like they were they were like out on the road and then they were in the studio and, like they were I think it was that one that um, they recorded literally on the road with the mobile studio because they recorded the first one at Headley Grange because Zeppelin couldn't go in. Mm-hmm. And then Grant was like, listen, you've got five days. And he did the full thing in five days, which now is just madness in it. Like, you just wouldn't, you wouldn't get that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they were on the road. I think they were in, like, southern France or Italy or something. And um, like, I think it was... Paul Rogers said that the, he was like he was recording vocals on a balcony, and uh, he said, oh, "Hang on, boys!" And as a moped went past, so like Simon Kirk was counting off. And he, <laughs> the thing went in the background. Oh, hang on, <laughs> Let's do that again. And it's like a dog barking or something. Yeah, I'd read today that they, they recorded Straight Shooter three months after um, Bad Company came out, which is just oh. ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. Funny with that call on me though. I'd rather them did like captured like a magical three AM jam on the end of the album than a song that was kind of just written on the road. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think in all in all his various guises, especially in the sixties and seventies, that Paul Rogers never really did was kind of have like a jam band. No. Three more, I think, than Bad Company. No. Hmm. There was never any kind of no. You see in the middle before we go to that bit yeah let's see what happens yeah you know i mean like we'll just play yeah Uh, i feel like i feel like mick ralph's was more of a songwriting guitar player than a guitar playing guitar player if you know what i mean that's not no version to him he's still fabulous i love Um, not the hoople i love bad company so yeah yeah he wrote some great songs between both of those bands so yeah yeah for sure you know, Can't Get Enough of Your Love was written for by, uh, for Motta Hoople. And yeah. um, Ian Hunter said he didn't like it. <laughs> right. And Paul Rogers, yeah, Paul Rogers was touring with, with Motta Hoople. I think he was in between Free and By Company or before, like when he'd left Free, but he was going to go back to Free or something. And they were touring together and like the, they'd kind of like hang out backstage and Mick showed it to him. And Paul Rogers was like, that's a hit, man. Like, when are you releasing that? And he was like, oh... Uh, Ian doesn't want it and then Paul Rogers yeah. like well, I, I want it give it to me you know like, I'll, I'll I can't imagine Ian Hunter singing it like his voice was so unique I can't like now you've heard Paul Rogers sing it you just could not imagine Ian Hunter singing that track but so I guess it worked out good 
Absolutely, yeah. And uh, um, sorry, go on. I was only going to go mention uh, mention how fantastic the bass player's boots are in Up the Hoople. Great big old space boots. I think uh, the band slept in them as well. <laughs> uh, so, would would you change the singles? Now, the singles were "Good Love and Gone Bad" and "Feel Like Making Love," which that makes sense. Yeah, I, I I think there's a there's a fair few singles uh, on that. You know, I think you could you could argue that "Shooting Star" is a single. Yeah, probably I mean, wasn't. It was single because of length. Of history but... that time, wasn't there? Really, like Hotel California and yeah, true, yeah, yeah. Um, I I could say you'd say "Wow," dealing with the preacher, "Shooting Star," um, "Wildfire Woman." I think could all be singles. Essentially, mm. I think the only ones that I really liked on the record are powerful enough to. Be carried as singles, or as the others are Absolutely. not. <laughs> yeah, the track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, album art. What do we? What do we make of it? I think it's. It's great. It's, it's it is what it is. You know, like it's finally yeah. an album where it's got a title and there's artwork that goes along with the title oh. of it. You know. Is it the uh, dice tumbling on the uh, green background? Yeah. It is. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, designed by uh, Hypnosis, which was um, Storm Ferguson's design company um, before he kind of did it all himself, um, which is a different Hypnosis to the music fund, which is now buying up the publishing rights. Uh, yeah, when you yeah. heard me on that, I really liked it. On Spotify, for some reason, it looked like, you know when they do like the... Um... 100 rock classic album covers and they have like a dinosaur breathing fire or something. I thought it was on one of those, but when you showed me that, I, I looked really good. But I don't know why no, I'm it's, Spotify. Yeah, it's just... One of the one of the strongest parts of uh, the Bad Company album game, apart from the great music, is they've all got really good covers. There's not... I don't think there's a weak cover from Bad Company. Like, they're all pretty strong. Like, Desolation Angels is real abstract. Um Bad Company, you know that the the logo that you've got on your chest. Um, boom! There you go. Also designed by uh, Hypnosis, which was again thought uh, Storm. <laughs> well, the the white lettering is textured. Yeah, it's like marble, isn't it? It's human skin. Right. Yeah. Um, what's to say his name was? Storm Ferguson. Hey, right, that guy. <laughs> Because Paul Rogers said, apparently says to him, that's killer, that. Like, have you, have you done that? And he said, I took a close-up picture of my hand. Right. And that's, yeah. the, that's the texture. Yeah, it's clever. Aye. Uh, he also famously designed, like, Dark Side of the Moon was, um, oh, wow. you know, the, the big one. Um, but he also did three covers for, for good old Biffy. I'll <laughs> take that well, off on the, on the bingo list. Um, oh, well, what? We've got we to gotta get one done. Yeah. Are we still going then? Oh no, he died in 2013. <laughs> oh. oh, right, never mind then. <laughs> yeah. Opposites by Biffy Clyro was one of the last albums he ever designed, which. Uh, okay. Yeah. He also did um, one of my favourite albums by a band called Pendulum, which is like drum and bass stuff. Um, oh, but he designed their Immersion album cover, which is again just like mental imagery. Um, yeah, so the ben, um, killer. You what? Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Burn and Sky album cover. It's like a silhouette. It's like a cartoon. It's like it's definitely a photo of them, but it's been like cartoonized, like yeah. before Instagram and all that. And it's like them with like a in like a kind of perspective view. Oh, it's just so good. And Paul Rogers is wearing this real cool kimono. <laughs> is that where you got it from? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, that's, that's a live That's a live version, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the actual... Go. All the way back. It will it's be. It's not on it... Spotify. I'm just getting the jam. No, it definitely is. Burning, as in... Not burning. Burning. Oh. The sky is burning. Got it. I was torn between burning sky and street shooter, actually, when I was... There you go. Yeah, to be honest, I've other than all of Stretch Shooter and all of um, Bad Company, I don't think I've ever listened to a full Bad Company album, which is 
mental considering how much I actually like them. But I've, I just, I mean, I've heard like obviously you know running with the pack, um, the the song, uh, not the, not the full album. Um, it's basically all all the ones that they play live. I've heard from the from the rest yeah. of their catalog. Um, yeah. I need to I need to probably sit down and actually listen to to more of them. But apparently, so would we new album on the way? Apparently, has been for about five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember they played a new song the last time I saw them, which was on on this tour. Um, I can't remember what it was. Troubleshooter, yeah. yeah. The troubleshooter. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, he made made a point of being like, "This is a new one. We're going to release new music," and everyone was like, "Yeah." And that was 2016, so you know. <laughs> I mean, Mick having a stroke probably probably threw uh, the kibosh on that, you know. Yeah, probably. He wasn't even on that I mean, tour, though, was he? Yeah, it was his last one. It was yeah, when he. It was, it was a few weeks after this tour finished, wasn't it? That um... I think it was when he got back from the American leg. Um, but apparently he hates flying, and I wonder if that was something to do with, like the stress of that, maybe. And yeah, you know, he's a nice guy though. Yes. Pleased he made it through. Like the way it sounded, it was like it was a, a serious deal. Um, would have been a shame to lose him. I've heard he's not in a great shape, though. Yeah, I don't no, think he ever, he, he ever recovered from it, really. He's, he's lost the use of his left hand, apparently, um, which, as a guitar player, is done, isn't it? It's not ideal, is it? Yeah. Um, so would we buy the album, stream the album, or forget the album? I do, think I do, I'm, I'm guessing you both buy it, own it already. I, I do own it. Ten, ten quid from HMV, that. <laughs> You've left the label on. I know, from when I bought it, probably in, like, 2009. I would buy it while we're waiting for John to see if he already owns it. I would, I I would get I'm... it on vinyl. I'd need to get it on vinyl at some point. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, uh, that's Album Club, pretty much. Um, it's my turn next week. I already think I know what I'm going to choose. Oh. It's an album that I reckon... Johnny will like lyrically and Aaron will like musically. Okay. You might both like it both ways, but um, you know. Is it modern? It is. We are we are <laughs> Yeah. We are finally heading back into the twenty first century. Um first time since Midland, I realised. American band. Well that was a, a kind of few weeks. That, that was my last album club. Um that was my the, the album club before my last album club. So we've done six albums since yeah. we were in the twenty first century. Yeah, well, we got stuck in that rut of like the Who and the Faces. I'm well, going to get out of Who and the Faces. Rapping, <laughs> doing the connections. Aye. <laughs> uh, who's excited for Blackberry Smoke's new album? Yeah. Yeah, big Three time, man. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get it. Uh, Get it ordered. The last Library um, Smoke album I bought was Holding All the Roses, which I've got somewhere up here. They did um, recorded live in six days, I think. Christ, yeah. It's the way to do it. And I'm also interested to see how they work with Dave Cobb, who does obviously all of Ravison's records, but like massive country guy in Nashville as well. So I'm guessing he'll do a similar production of Black, uh, to Ravison's on it, but. So. I guess so. Yeah. When did Blackberry Smoke actually record this album? Because who's in the studio with Rival Sons now? Do you know? It'll be Dave Cobb. He's done every album. He's like their sixth guy or whatever. Right. Um. I'm not sure when they did it. Wonder how Paul feels about having loads of fuzz on his guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see as well? um, Rival Sons have just announced their new record label for, for all of their old material. Do they own that label? I think so, yeah. I think they, they set out from, like, the beginning to kind of own their their early stuff, at least. Um, so they put out Before the Fire, I think is the yeah. um, the EP. Yeah. Um, so it was a thousand copies each of each version, and they all sold out today. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be more put on tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't mind owning... A copy of that. 
I wouldn't mind owning my own label. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wonder what, what the plan is with the label, because obviously I know they're putting out their own old stuff on it, but I don't know whether the plan is to kind of... I don't know of... how far they'll take it, because are they still signed to Atlantic? Yeah, they, yeah, they will be, yeah. Yeah, this is just for, like, previously unreleased? Pretty but, much, yeah. So, anything that they are on, on the uh, the masters of. Right. It's funny, isn't it, that with the... With the talking about bad companies that they signed to Zeppelin's label, Swan Song. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, wonder gonna, I wonder if Rival Sons are going to do something like that, where if they see a band that they dig, they'll be like, oh, sign them, you know. Yeah. Be nice to think that uh, they would sign some uh, some new bands and stuff. Yeah, I suppose it depends on stretching budgets, doesn't it? But then... Well, going off what they've sold today, it's probably... Uh... Fine. Probably got mm-hmm. a, got enough for it. <laughs> I mean, what what yeah. is a uh, thousand copies of, of two albums? Uh, I think twenty twenty three quid each. They've uh, they've raked it in today. <laughs> Be great, that wouldn't it? Just like in the morning, you check your bank account. There's there's X amounts, and then in the afternoon, you check your bank account. There's like. 20 grand more in there or something. Yeah. At that level, most bands do kind of cut out all the, uh, you know, middlemen, don't they? It's a nice place to be, really. Absolutely, you, yeah. like, you get like a million pound bonus and like everyone comes to the trough. <laughs> I thought it was cool as well that they didn't just do, you know, a normal vinyl as well. The uh, One of them was like a clear with gold specs yeah. in it, which I thought was really nice. I, um, I love that stuff, man. I feel like it's one of those things that you couldn't... I don't think you could do it for your first album purely because I think you've got to almost graduate to that. You know what I mean? Like, you, Are you on it? Would you say no? It's not me saying no, is it? So it's some... Uh, like, it's some, some well, Gabba are always keen on doing that, and they all the different colours. When we look at uh, Mason Hill, that are our so ma- management mates, they've got like 10 colours of their... And I think it's their debut album. It is, yeah. Oh, that's what I would definitely like. I, w- I wouldn't go for as, as many different colours. I would just have like one really nice. Yeah. You know, like, like that, the tie dye kind of style. Yeah. Of like yeah. The, I think I'd just go for that because then every single one of them is individual. Is that like Absolutely. on the Everyone. Black Smoke when they did like a picture one? So you got an option of having like band pictures or like a colour. Um, Seems more wise, really, because I think you're either going to go for a colour or a picture, or you, you know, rather than just here's yeah, you're going to have a choice of yellow, blue, red, yellow, pink, huh? When you say band picture, do you mean you could pick individual members of the band? <laughs> Who do you want on it? I'd buy loads of me. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> Put them on. There. Along with the other one, like the Alan Partridge room. Double oh, me. God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have a load of cases for all the different vinyls with just your face. <laughs> <laughs> you have yourself tattooed on your chest. Double me. Feel it. Christ. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's about time we uh, head into some lemons and peaches. So, lemons and peaches. You know the deal. It's three things we like, one thing we don't like. Um, we'll do our... Do you know the deal? You don't need to explain it. I know, yeah. I just, you know, it might be someone's first episode. I don't know. Um, Which? We're doing our round of lemons first. Um, who wants to go first? Can do. Go on, John. I've, I've had quite a... Have you seen the, the John Richardson thing where he's talking about waves? Um, I like to keep my waves relatively shallow. Uh, that was an nice cat cat, oh bloody hell. Um, <laughs> about, like, some, some people have like that kind of, oh, I did this amazing thing, but now my life's, you know what I mean? Right. I've, had, mm. I've had a shallow wave week where it's been like, yeah. Yeah, I been, like that analogy. Yeah. It's been okay. So I, I wouldn't say I've necessarily got a lemon. I'd say it's more of like, you know, you kind of, you, oh, that apple looks nice, and then you bite it and it's not quite how you want it to taste. Um, 
You've lost I, me. I, one thing, I've got, a, I've got a paper cut on my finger, which absolutely knocks, man. <laughs> keep this podcast is going down here, I tell you. <laughs> That's what this, this is what Lemons and Peaches is for, it's just to get all kind of petty, you know, squabbles. I've got a paper cut yesterday. Literally. <laughs> Think of which is daft because there the will have definitely been something this week that have that have really give me the um. I, I mean, bet I can guess what one of your lemons is now though. What? I'm not going to say it because it's one of your lemons. I'll just agree when you've said it. Oh, I haven't got a clue what you're talking about now. <laughs> but, but so the only let I mean, there is a thing about the Liverpool mayor which I'm not going to go into too much. Uh, there's a chance because I haven't heard it well um, the the uh, the mayor of Liverpool was removed from office because he was in some dodgy financial oh, thing oh that guy yeah sure what it was I can't remember if I'm honest but then obviously the council then put forward their three candidates that you know to take over and the uh, the, the London Labour Party have just kind of gone no you can't have them we're gonna we're gonna come up with our own, and it's like, hey, like how how would you manage to get your? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, Is this your friend Kia? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think like has anyone has anyone seen Red Dwarf? No. You must have seen one. Well, I've seen most of it, yeah. Right. You know Crichton. Yeah. You know Rimmer. Yeah. Keith Star. Is the uh, Keir Starmer is literally the love child that owes to two people? Yeah, Crichton and Rimmer. That's it. He is those two people. Uh, but yeah, so so that they're my lemons, but they're more just like kind of Wait, nasty. The lemons, the fact. Okay, you got a paper cut in the mayor. Okay, Joe. Um, I mean, one thing is I'm I'm just very skeptical about this roadmap um i mean i would like to think that yeah we could be out by 21st of june but like it's just depressing the fact that we probably won't be and then you know 21st will be that date that it could have you know it could have all happened um but that's its own thing uh the, the other lemon is this week um i discovered thanks to some random youtube videos comments that the youtube algorithm now dislikes having numbers in the title of a video. Uh-huh. It's something to do with like people going to subscription their subscription feed rather than just seeing something on the homepage and clicking on it. Um, so it wants it wants people to figure out that it is the most recent one by going to their subscription feed and seeing it at the top of that rather than them knowing that it's the next episode of something. What's going because... on with these social media? internet things but the thing is it's like it's 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 okay to make that change but like people just have to figure that out on their own there's no like there's no handbook to be like oh you know this is what we're changing this week and here's why it's like you've just got to kind of guess so i'm I'm assuming that might have contributed to why the past few episodes haven't done as well on youtube i don't know um so i now have to go back to figuring out titles for the episodes just for youtube as well instead of the one five yeah, maybe. Um, I don't. I don't know how how much it detects. Whether it can detect like physical numbers as well as numerical numbers. Um, Start coming up with clever names again. I know. Uh, last week's was Olive Man, based on uh, me not liking olives. I just thought that was the shittest sounding superhero. Um, so yeah, um, that's my lemon. Is just I hate that every now and again you just have to kind of completely figure out what YouTube wants from you without them telling you. Um, Aaron, what's like to you? Instagram's changed, like liking something. No, you got to save it now. Yeah. Store it. I think yeah. Instagram's one of the only ones that is a bit more... Uh, I mean, maybe it's just what I use it for because I guess you can still choose what you see to a degree minus adverts. Um, and if you use it for that, then you kind of... But I guess if you're still using it for a business thing, then it's the same as any other, isn't it? But Facebook is just mental now. Like, yeah. I think the amount the of problem people that post it, stuff that I want to see, and they're like, did you see it? And I'm like, nope. The problem with Instagram is it's owned by Facebook. So slowly but surely, in five years' time, it'll be nothing like it is now. 
Yeah. I mean, one of the big things that they did pretty much immediately as soon as they got it was they changed um, the way people's feeds work. So before it literally was, you would see a post in order of how it was posted from all of your your people that you follow. Facebook was like, no, we're going to algorithmically choose what which posts you see from certain people if you don't interact with certain people then you'll stop kind of seeing their posts and all that kind of stuff and everyone's like well it made sense before like yeah. why change something that works you know um i still do enjoy just it kind the of most got used to it oh yeah definitely i think it's it's the most well the, the e- most easily curated platform like if you don't want to see something you don't have to you know yeah yeah i think it's still the one i use i definitely use it the most um anyway it's it's my preferred platform Um, yeah absolutely i think it's it's the only one where if if i didn't have to use social media for band stuff i think instagram's the only one that i would kind of keep for my own personal use you know yeah Yeah. um i've kind of got rid of it not gotten rid of because i did try and delete it and then because I thought the idea is if you deleted your personal thing, you'd just you'd still be able to curate your own pages. Nope. No. So I've had to keep my own one that I don't want, really. And then people keep adding me, and I then That's presume what that gets it's me. I get so many ads. I want. I'm sick of this. Try and delete it. But yeah, but I I presume then that it's it's people that want to book a gig or something you know and then so i i'll kind of look through and be like oh okay this guy knows all these okay i'll accept and then they'll like kind of like your eyes how's it going yeah yeah good you yeah good man what's the point you know now i'm up to like four thousand friends though and i'm like i haven't got the energy to go through it and delete people i don't know so like do i just keep accepting or do i just go and delete facebook but then does that mean then that deletes my access to the BAM page and stuff, probably. And it does, yeah, it does. Yeah. I think my kind of technique is if somebody adds me, I'll accept, wait a few days, see, because as soon as you add somebody, their posts automatically just come up way more often than anybody else's does in your newsfeed. See what they're posting, what they're commenting on. If I'm not a fan, I just instantly go and unfollow them so I don't have to see them, but they're still a friend. Um, right. And then, you know, I carry on with my day. But, I mean, if I went through and unfollowed everybody that I couldn't be asked about, I don't think I would have pretty much anybody <laughs> followed. Thanks, man. Um, um, yeah. than, I mean, to be fair, I did unfollow Johnny for the political posts quite yeah. some time ago. <laughs> Good decision. Yeah. I've saw you followed that, Aaron. <laughs> you, you made the cut. I don't but post, that's Exactly, other things you don't post, so... <laughs> I, I like that the the end that you said, and then I go on with my day, just in case you thought that after you kind of unfollowed someone, you're like, well, that's it, day's ruined. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely times where I'm like, why did I add you? You're just absolutely posting waffle. Like, there's people that post like 10 times, what, 20 times plus a day, and it's like, how do you have the time to like make statuses that many times? And it's it's all just like, you know thinking about chips or that kind of like yeah. nobody like it's just a constant you know stream of conscious thought it's just stupid yeah. um yeah so whereas you don't get that much on instagram because it's a lot more of an effort to post something you know is and it's mostly more, it's all pictures so i mean it's not like you can like you know write that do you know what i mean yeah, unless it you know comes along with a picture of some chips. Yeah, the original of Facebook has just been totally lost, hasn't it? Like, literally a networking site to keep in touch with people, totally lost. Yeah, Aye. and I think if it was that, it'd be great. Which is, I think the messenger side of it is pretty good. Like, I, I use Messenger all the time. You know what I mean? It's my preferred messaging platform. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. The, the easiest to use. It is. Um, but with, but what comes with like I I just. I think politically is probably one of the reasons that it's I just stopped using it. Politically. Because I just kind of... There's, why, why are these people that I barely know yeah. who have been, who, who are just being idiots? And why do I yeah. care? thing is, yeah. well, people are more argumentative and people have stronger opinions on Facebook than they even have in their own head. I don't know about that. 
Yeah, you sure? <laughs> that happened just for me. Right. <laughs> um, there's a lot of What's people that uh, don't even believe half of what they're saying. They're just saying because they enjoy a Facebook argument. Yeah, yeah and but a lot of I, people I, are like a counter argument on Facebook. People would end up down rabbit holes. Yeah, and I kind of part of this discussion, and I think you don't know you you don't know what you're talking about. Either. You just you've literally seen something, you've shared it, and now you're regurgitating what it is that you've seen and shared yeah. back to me, even though I've I'm the fucking idiot for going away, fact checking it against the eight different sources, seeing the video that you're talking about, sharing it to you, and you're still saying it's not yeah, true. But this Why is the am thing I- though, isn't it? Because there you go. Like, it's the same thing when you hear an idiot phone in on a radio station and people get upset about it. You go, if anyone's got the time of the day to go up and phone up a radio station and have an argument, they're not worth listening to. Because yeah, if that's yeah, all you yeah. got to do with the day, then, you you know, it's just not even worth bloody listening to what you got to say. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, man, I, I then looked down rabbit, like where someone would say something, I'd go, I don't think that's correct, you know, and I'd kind of share the thing that they were referencing. And then they'd still be like, no. And I'd be like, why? You're pissing me off. Why am I letting you piss me off? If you're gonna deny your own eyes and ears, I can't, I can't stop you from from doing that to yourself. It's not and worth like, it, Johnny. It's not worth it. That's this, the thing is, it's, it's it's two it's people crazy. that aren't gonna change their opinions, shouting their opinions at each other. You know. Yeah, yeah. They don't probably even bother reading the other person's comment. They just write back. <laughs> probably not. No. 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 What's and, your lemon, Aaron? Um, yeah, let's get out of this. Uh, it's slightly depressing. I had to go to a socially distanced funeral and wear a suit, which both of them aren't fun. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I've worn a tie twice, well, through the third time on Tuesday, actually, in my life. And um, fucking awful things, aren't they? Yeah. Ate them. Yeah. Fair. You ate them? I, I hate them. Oh, <laughs> probably why you don't like them if you're starting to eat them. I said to my mum, I'm, like, I'm not used to cloves done all the way up. It's really odd. Um, but yeah, and the funeral was odd as well. Like, very yeah, strange. I can imagine. Yeah. They don't even carry the coffin, they put it on a trolley because they're not allowed to do it, obviously, at the shoulder to shoulder and the lifting, and it's very strange. Yeah. I thought we'd get away with no prayers and like, no songs because you're not allowed to open your mouth, but no, they just sang it to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. All things bright and beautiful is way too long. It's like 20 <laughs> verses for that, isn't there? Yeah, it is, yeah. All of those old hymns are like that, though, aren't there? There's like a million I, versions. I, I genuinely wonder how, because I, I was, I listened to a gospel album today. Right. And it was incredible. And I genuinely wonder how we got from from that kind of style of singing of that kind of real joyous yeah, praise. Yeah, but it's like hallelujah. American so Baptist that, Church like celebration versus like English. That how did we get from that to middle aged white people? Depressing England churches versus Baptist churches like beautiful. Oh, how did we get from one to the other man? Like to God fearing though, isn't it? It's like that's. Yeah. The, the, well, I suppose the Americans still, you know, are very God fearing, but like ours is just in, in a different way, isn't it? Like it's a lot more of a depressing way. It's more of a celebration and like a community there, though, isn't it? Yeah. It seems to. It's like because to be fair, though, there's that I, when we when we go to that Blues Kitchen in Brixton, there's that Baptist church on the way. Yeah. Every time I'm like, ooh, I like going for a sing song, but like I never do that with like a C of E church or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, no, no. Hmm. Johnny, what are your, your peaches this week? Oh, peaches. Good golly, Miss Molly. What are my peaches? <laughs> Shall we come back oh, to you? On. You had two lemons. The I know I had two lemons and no peaches. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like I think I, I I am literally in that kind of. It's just been quite a decent week. Oh, mm-hmm. um, Liverpool, <laughs> back to Liverpool City Council. Um, Liverpool City Council approved the planning for Everton's new stadium. Now, as much as I'm an Everton fan and that's great for the club, it's also great for the city because um, one of the things that they vowed is that the money wouldn't be just like, and we're going to import loads of work or we're going to, it's all going back into the city. So like the the late, like the labourers are going to be 
local yeah. and and it's going to be local skills that are paid um yeah. and it's just it's all it's also being designed as like a concert arena and you know that kind of thing so it's like a multi as well as being a football ground yeah. it's going to be mm-hmm. able to it's just going to be really really good for an old part of the city that is run down and tired it's an old dock that they're going to fill in um and it's just kind of good news for liverpool i suppose as a city. i've got two more lemons for you oh everton won the the football game Yes, we did. We won the Merseyside okay. at Anfield for the first time since 1999. Okay. And you got those beautiful flares. I've got beautiful flares, man. Yeah, yeah. Them bell bottoms, man. Three. Outrageous. There you go, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> um, my pictures this week, are, I've went on a walk nearly every day this week. Which has nice, been nice, man. You're, you're becoming a real... Rambler, yeah. Rambler. A rambler. It's been nice. Like we've managed to do like different um sort of walks every day as well. It's not just been the same walk. Um, that's hard to do that to keep changing route. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's been nice. Um, second peach is um I think it was for my nephew's birthday last year. Me and Anna got him a really really cute turtle plushy type thing, like a cuddly you know. Yeah. Um, which he's really taken to. It's like his new favorite toy, and so he often walks around with it, like holding its hand, and it like in that kind of typical teddy bear fashion. Um, and so I, that's just real cute. I'm a fan of that. Um, <laughs> and third peach is that uh, my tea tonight is going to be dead easy because we made it last night, and it's going to be dead tasty because we ate it again last night. So I'm just nice. pleased that I don't have to worry about food this week. Random. <laughs> Yeah. I'm having bread. You're having bread? Brinner. Oh, right, okay. So all I heard was bread. I went bread? Breakfast dinner. So I'm doing right. like mushrooms, scrambled eggs, sausages. I think that, that, it's the best time to have breakfast food is dinner time. Yeah. I, I'm not I a agree. fan of having like breakfast. a load of yeah. fried food like first thing in the morning. Yeah. I, I can't do it. Um, it's, it's one of those things that um, I was speaking about this actually the other day is when you go to Europe and you go oh my god like cheese and meat and, and bread and fruit and stuff for breakfast Ugh, that's mental and then when you have it you go oh no this totally makes sense <laughs> absolutely yeah because like, it's still a big breakfast so like in your head you're thinking it as like a full English or something but it's um, it's all easy going isn't it yeah I find it those things over the years that I've kind of grown out of is the idea of oh full English work you know gonna have that for me breakfast I like them um, if I've been up for about five hours that's the thing yeah like it's it's just something that I can't eat as soon as I wake up like yeah yeah I know yeah it's a good brunch like that kind of they're good on the road because they fill you up so if you're trying to eat a minimum amount of times a day they do fill you up yeah you can find Still a little chef in that thing in it first thing in the morning like Bacon sausage, fry that. Yeah. Puts you to sleep after you've woken up. Please, sorry, I know I'm prolonging this longer than it needs to be, but what do you, what do you go to egg style of eggs? Um, my favourite always poached. You like yours poached? Oh, I'm a big poached fan. Yeah, I um, like them poached, but I, it's funny. I just think with a English breakfast, it's just too easy to have them fried. Like you just do that because then you get the. Uh, I don't know. You just do it, don't you? Just because. You know, what? I agree. I like poached eggs. Fried, fried's probably my last choice. I'd go for yeah. scrambled over. Um, yeah. But I do I like make a particularly good scrambled egg. Um, I'm not. I'm not bragging. Um, but the only you, thing is, you can stab the yolk and you go all over the. On a on a, on a poached, yeah. And fried, to be fair, if he's so, done if you, well. If you get it right, yeah. Let it let it's people really let us know what are your favourite eggs. Uh, Aaron, what's your peaches this week? Uh, I don't think I'll make three. No worries. Um, so last week I was talking about getting a guitar. I've now decided to build my own guitar. Um, so I've been starting to work on that. Uh, I'm obviously not doing it from a lump of wood and cutting and carving because I'm not a carpenter. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna try and do the painting myself, the electrics and stuff myself, and everything. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I always start do. Honestly, huh? I think if you if you know how something works, yeah. I think you get out of it. Like it's um, cheap enough to do. And like, thing is, I was looking at like 
buying them like even like beat up and stuff just to chuck in a gig bag and take around to rehearsals and stuff because um, I get too used on the tube to having a guitar in this hand suitcase in this hand and a debit card for the tube between the teeth and like stupid um, yes it is yeah um, but yeah they're, they're, they're mental I mean you can build them way cheaper and you go you can get like Glendale parts which are absolutely incredible you can get like full blown custom shop fender reissued necks and bodies and you can piece it all together yourself for like a third of the money so um we'll see how that goes yeah fair enough i mean <laughs> but i got the guys to make of... my three touring guitars at the minute to be fair to help me if anything goes wrong right yeah i, I can't i can't wait for a fucking telecaster to just disintegrate while you're playing it have you ever heard that johnny cash song one piece at a time when he takes the cadillac out and it comes out and he's got like a 50s engine with like three fins on the back and six headlights because he's done it all one piece at a time. It'll be like that. Yeah. <laughs> What's your other peach? Well, Have you got another one? Shit. Um, other than the fact that your lemon was the Brexit, uh, the um, lockdown exit. Um, I think that's probably one of my other peaches. The fact there's a bit of hope. Yeah, true. Yeah, I know what you mean. That kills you on. Yeah. <laughs> that kills you. All I can think about is Christmas, you know, it's like. Like, um, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, it's, I, I don't see how it's going to go, but we'll see. I mean, there's, um, what is it, vaccine passport certificate thing? I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like Who another um, <laughs> truck and trace disaster. Aye. If you look, well, if you look at the be... NHS, it'll be fine. Like, yeah. look yeah. at the vaccine that over to the NHS and magically it's worked perfectly I mean they'll take credit for it but if they just hand it over to someone that's not them and someone that doesn't break the law like Matt Hancock um, then it should work fine yeah yeah is that um, is that you Aaron are you uh, any more peaches that's, that's, that's all I've got yeah well um, I don't think there's anything else that needs talking about yet. Um, so, yes. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there will be at some point, but who knows? Um, yeah, that's it from us. We will see you on the other side. See us in a bit. <laughs>